video, you all, uh, about Jack in the Box. And it was really cute. You know, I always pray and ask God, what should I uh, I bring to attention? And what, what he's bringing to attention, you know, last week we, talk, we talked about entangled situations. Our lives are all kinds of stuff. If you're blind, you have to believe blind to not know that we are in a war. And the warfare is actually for our own uh, life, you know, the enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy, and it's taking prisoner. Don't care who he takes prisoner, and you have to be at a status in your life to say, "I know where I am. I know what I'm doing. I know what my defenses are, and I'm not going to allow the enemy to come in and destroy. I'm not going to allow the enemy to come in and destroy none of my household. They don't have to be living in my household. My friends, my family, my children, and my children's children. Now, the enemy's not going to come in and take what I have. Uh, so when I sent out the video about Jack in in the being star. He actually God actually gave me this today to discuss it and to be able to relate it to our natural lives. Now Jack in the being star. I don't know that Lou. I was just talking with Miss Pat and the others that was already online. Uh, this modern day technology. I doubt seriously if uh, in the schools they even do any of these older little folk tales because some of it, you know, they recently took it all out. Said it was. Uh, discriminated so a lot of the old folk tales where you can learn something from it they took it out because they took it out of the schools they even take the books out of the stores because they said it's not pleasing for people to hear but it's actually an awareness i i, I grew up in a generation of uh segregation and in my community where i grew up at the blacks took care of the black community we had our own schools, and they taught what they wanted. They taught us what the generation before them were taught, how to live a life without depending on someone else to tell you what to eat, drink, or how to sleep. How to life skills. We were taught life skills. And this day and time, the life skills have so totally, so, so totally trained, but, uh, changed. But I'm going to get on with the lesson. And like I said, at the end of the lesson, we're going to shut down and we're going to have the open mic. And the open mic is not on the recording. Now, let's, let's think about this. Now, Jack lived with his mother. They were very poor, and one day Mother sends Jack to the market to sell the old cow, Daisy. And on the way, Jack meets a stranger. Apply, try to look, apply this to your life and situation you might be going through now. Now, the stranger gives Jack five beans for Daisy and tell him that the beans are magic. When Jack returns home, his mom is so angry. His mother gets very angry because he's going to give away the cow for some old lousy beans. So she sends him to bed and throws the beans out of the window. Now the following morning, when Jack wakes up, he sees a giant beanstalk outside the window. He climbs the beanstalk through the clouds and up to the sky. At the top, he sees a castle and enters. Inside the castle, he sees a sack full of gold coins, a hen that lays golden eggs, and a harp that plays music. Suddenly, a giant appears, smells a boy, and cries, Fee-fi-fo-fum. 
Fee-fi-fo-fo. Imagine it. Now, imagine this. Now, Jack quickly hides inside the cupboard. Cup the cabinet. I'll say it that way. The giant eats the dinner and falls asleep to the sound of the harp playing. Jack jumps out of the cupboard, grabs the coins, the hand, and the harp. I'm summarizing it, y'all. The harp cries out to his master. The giant wakes up and chases after Jack. This was after a couple trips. You remember the story it showed that Jack went, well, first he got the hand, then the next time he went, went back and got the harp. Now Jack cries out to his, cries out to, uh, his master. The, the harp cries out to his master. Uh, the giant wakes up and chases after Jack. Jack clowns down the beanstalk and shouts to his mom, chop down the beanstalk, mom. Mom takes an axe and chops it down. Now the giant falls too, and Jack and his mom live happily ever after with the coins and the hen of the harp. Remember, the, the hen laid golden eggs. So all they had to do was sell the golden eggs, you know, to get some money out of it. But the moral of the story for Jack and the Beanstalk would make the best of a bad situation. You have to make the best of a bad situation. Now, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, Europe. When opportunity knocks, we're supposed to take advantage of it. Jack does both. When the beanstalk grows, he climbs and he finds a giant, and his whole household finds a situation. He takes treasure from the giant's home. Now think about this, Europe. Let's bring it down to our everyday lives. We all have giants that we confront in our lives daily. Your giant might be different from mine. Sometimes, you know, when we become so complacent, so familiar, it becomes normal. We, we, we can't even open our eyes and see something different because we're sitting right in the pot. Get the book. See about get, how to get out of the CIB, the crab in the basket mentality. Get the book, you all. Uh, so let's go ahead. That was a plug for my book. Now, Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if you all will get that. Like I said, I have several scriptures we're going to discuss. Now, the whole moral of the thing, when a situation comes, you got to figure out the best thing to do to get out of this situation. And I'm going to give you the scriptures to back you up. Because like I said, we're in a war. We're in a war daily, and there's always going to be something to come up against us. And but so now we're going to give you scriptures to help you with the situation. Second Chronicles seven and fourteen said, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive them, forgive their sins and will heal their land." Now get Second Chronicles six twenty six through twenty seven. Second Chronicles six twenty six and twenty seven. Twenty six reads that when the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and when they pray towards this place and give praise to your name and turn from their sins because you have afflicted them, then here in heaven and forgive their forgive the sins of your servants. Your people of Israel, when you, when you teach them a good way in which they shall walk and grant rain upon the land which you have given to your people as an inheritance. That's Old Testament. And of course, I, I wanted to focus on the New Testament because we're living in the New Testament time. 
the Old Testament is the law, as we've taught before, is the law. And after Jesus come, it was a new thing. And we learned last week that God said he's doing a new thing. Now it will spring forth. He told us that before. He told us that back in, two, in the beginning of 2019, 2020, when he said it. And we have to open up our eyes because all of this is new, y'all. New to us. It's new to me. Even though I've been around now, I call myself, uh, I, I'm 74, going to be 75 next month in, in January. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost at the door of 75, but the wisdom that I have accomplished all of this time, God has taught me to take it and share it. And what we're supposed to do, those of us that know the difference, we're supposed to live a life of the difference because we're living in a dark place and we're really, (coughs) (coughs) forgive me, y'all. We're really the only light that some people see. And we want to make sure we have a bright light, not a dull light. You know, some of the lights now, I I, I ordered some uh, light bulbs uh, last week. A 60-watt light bulb used to be light brown, uh, bright, bright, very bright. But now you can get the soft light. The soft light is kind of a dull, a soothing light. But I like the brightness. I, I, I never like a dark house. I like nice, bright light. But we're supposed to be nice, bright light. So somebody wants to know, what are you doing? What you got? If you're a dull, light, dim, and you you familiar, you got the same familiar spirit that everybody else is walking in, you can't tell anybody about Jesus. Because that's what our job is, to tell somebody about Jesus. Get James 5, 17 and 18. Now, this is uh, James 5, 17 and 18 said, Now, Elijah was a man with a natural, with a nature like ours. Think about it. He prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Are you able to pray and ask God? You know, you all, I'm not going to get off into the prayer lessons that we have taught, but think, think about this. Are you able to pray and keep praying until something happens? Are you able to do that? Keep praying until something happens? Now, I said, then, then uh, let's see, let me tell this person. Uh, I have to let these people know we're online. I, I don't understand. It said, now, it did not rain uh, on the earth for that. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruits. Uh a, a lot of times, you know, you all, the situation, we, when we pray and ask God, we have to make sure, uh, hold on, did I cut you all off? Welcome, and thank you for choosing FreeConferenceCall.com. You're helping people around the world communicate for free. Please enter your access code followed by the pound or hash sign. Please enter your PIN followed by the pound or hash. Please announce yourself. Are you all, I think I cut you off. Are you there? Are you all there? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. It went off for a minute because yeah, I, I, should, I should not have to even try to respond to that person. I do apologize. And uh, it's going to be crazy on the video because it's not the video on the lesson because it's still going. Uh, we, we were down to X 9 and 11. Uh, Acts 9 and 11, this is a situation that Paul was in, 
And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. At the house of Judas, look for a man of Tyrus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. You, you remember Paul's situation when this was happening, you all? Uh, I'm not going to go into detail. That's why I ask you all to please pray and at your spare time, do some reading. Find out what's, I'm trying to throw out situations here. Uh, like I said, we all daily go through something. We all have some kind of giants in our line, in our lives. And it's up to you to recognize those giants that you have in your life and do something about it. Look at John 6 and uh, verse 45. Now it said John 6 and 45, it said, It is written in the prophets, and they will be, be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from their father comes to me. John uh, the 6 and 45. James 4 verses 9 and 10. Grab that. James 4 verses 9 and 10. James 4 verses 9 and 10 says, Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will resalt you. Maybe you want to go in and read a little bit more than James 4. Uh, a, a lot of times, you know, if we can humble ourselves, we'll be able to get all that haughtiness out of the way. Then we're able to hear what God is giving. He, we need godly wisdom to make it through this earth, to, through this day and time. We'll, we'll never be able to make it without God on this. Now, one thing about it, as we go through all this, like I said, we need to be able to... uh Hear what the Lord is stand, saying to us. We need to be in the right position. Now, John 10, verses 27 to 30 says, uh, My sheep, John 10, verses 27 through 30. I didn't do the whole thing, but I want us to get this. John 10, verses 27 to 30 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Verse 28 and say, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. That's what Jesus said to you all. He said, if we if we have, we know that Jesus is the son of God, he walked this earth and he told his disciples. And, and for us this day, he said, I'm going back to the father and, and, and uh, I'm going to sit on the right hand of the father. So he is sitting there interceding for us. That's for those that believe that. Now, verse 29 says, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Isn't it awesome, you all? We can't be snatched out of Jesus' hand, but a lot of times some of us give our life up over to the devil because we get confused. We don't have that trust and faith in God. 30 says, I, I am the Father of one. We talked about this last week. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Uh, that's what. He, that's how he wants us to be. One with him and the Father. This one here, y'all, I think this is, we're going to go to Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. We're going to start with Proverbs 3. We're going to go to 1 through 6. And this is actually almost the end of the lesson already because it's not that very difficult. 
we 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 going through this natural world. We got all these giants in our in our ho- household, giants in in our lives, giants in the land. And uh, you you remember in the Old Testament when uh, Moses sent them out, sent them out to go into the Promised Land, and, and uh, he said. I, th- I can't remember exactly how many he went into the promised land and they came back with these great, they came back with because the, the promised land was wealthy and it had all this big fruit that came out, came back with fruit uh, on, on uh, a pole and two men had to carry a big pole and they had great big fruits that's, that's in uh, in Genesis, I think it's Genesis where you can read that had great big fruits may not be Genesis. Don't hold it to me. I know it's in there somewhere. Great big fruits, and uh, the people said it was giants in the land. Remember that they were talking about the giants and said they were like small, small. I'll say small as flies because the people were so big then, and they were afraid. They were totally afraid of what uh, they couldn't capture anything, and that's what, what why the people end up having to walk around the desert for forty years because they didn't believe that God could do that for them, could deliver them out, out of whatever the giant was going to do. Even in our lives today, you all, a lot of us still stuck. We're still walking around the same old familiar spirit because we don't trust God. We don't believe that God can take us through it. Without God, we can't do nothing anyway. We learned that already. We'd be tied up. We can't do nothing without God. And no matter what giant is, if we know how to pray, if we know how to pray, he'll give you the wisdom, the the, the discernment as to how to uh, step over these giants in the land, how to make it through. Now, Proverbs says, My son, do not fret my teachers, but keep my commandments in your heart. Bottom line, keep it in your heart. Know the know the word of God. Keep it in your heart. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 2 says, For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you blind. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4 says, Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Remember there's a scripture that's talking, Jesus drew, grew in favor with God and man. That's how he grew up when he was walking around on this earth. And that's one of my prayers today that the people that I know, my, the next generation to me, I pray every day that God gives them favor gives them favor. Our word for this year was already, this is the year of the Lord's favor and he will give you double for your trouble. If you catch hold of that, you'll see what God is doing. He's doing the new things in our life as long as we can understand the fact. This is his year. 2022 he said in the beginning of the year, 2022 is great year. Yeah, we had a lot of tragedies or whatever, but in the situations that we're walking through, he'll give you favor. For your double for your trouble. We want favor with God and we want favor with man. And verse 4 says, Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Verse 5, this is the key right here, you all. I learned this from my mentor, 
uh, I, I want to call her uh, Apostle McPherson, one of the greatest Bible teachers that I know. I know no other. There are some other great ones, but this one was a personal one to me that uh, poured the poured uh, her learning for the Word of God into me and encouraged me to read the Word, know the Word for yourself. Know the word for yourself and live what the word word says. So with learning all that now, God has ordained me to teach it. And I keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. Now, this is the one that sometimes what, what the um, my mentor did in the early days when she was teaching me or, or everyone that she would have us do this here. I'll read it, then I'll go back and tell you how to study this. Now, it's verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. One of the things that as a, a mentees, what we had to do, she would give us verse 5 and 6 and said, Take a piece of paper. Look up every word in this these two scriptures. I mean, a lot of us can't do that. Look up every word in a uh, in the re- regular Webster dictionary, not the Bible dictionary, but Webster dictionary. That was one of the assignments. We had to look up trust. What does trust mean in the Webster's dictionary? Trust Webster was a Christian, so when you look at his dictionary, you get an actual uh, uh, everyday Christian meaning. So look up what. Tr- uh, Trust love. Look up what in me. Look up what the mean. Look up what Lord mean. Write it all down. And then when you go through it, you read your meanings. This will hit your heart that you will understand it. So again, as we walk through this life, in order to accomplish and get rid of the giants in our land, we can't do it by ourselves. Buddha can't do it. That Smith man can't do it. If I'm at a point in my life, I don't know no therapist can do it. All the therapist is going to do is talk to you and ask you what you think. That's all they're going to do. They're going to give you the natural interpretation. So if if you want to make it through this land to kill off, kill off some of those giants that's in your way, you're going to have to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all the ways, submit to God. Submit it all to God and he will make your path straight. That's actually the end of the lesson, you all. That's you, that's the end of the lesson, bottom line. And I, I, I want to read this again because I think it's so important. I, 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 we might have giants, uh, financial giants. Uh, a, a lot of it now is mostly financial like giants. And when we went into lockdown a couple years ago, well, see, uh, maybe about a year and a half or a year ago, we went into in 2020 when we actually went into lockdown and we stayed in the lockdown all of 20, 2020 and it overflowed uh, until 2022, actually. Uh, all, all of 2021. And it started by opening it up back in the uh, tw- beginning of this year, 2022, 20, uh, it started opening back up. But a lot of us still don't trust the world. We're, we're still in lockdown mentally. Some of us never got out because we didn't do anything while we were sitting in the lockdown. We were instructed to read the Word of God, study the Word of God. We didn't do that. 
we went deeper in technology playing the games and messing up our mind we, we, we picked up fear we picked up a, a familiar spirit that everybody else is in lockdown the fear is I can't go to the grocery I can't go out in public anymore I had to put the mask on and I couldn't do it that's a giant that's a major giant that's in our in our way and it's still hanging around some of us have not been able to over, overtake that giant I don't get out of the house right now because I'm not in a position to do that. But I still reach out. I try to reach out to people. Do t I don't like texting, so I try to call. I, I despise texting. So most of the time I just post stuff on Facebook because I want to encourage you to know that you can get out of those situations. You can kill off those giants. You can cut the hand off the giant. You don't have to sit there sitting and be uh, in lockdown waiting for the giant to uh, run away and hide. He's not going to do that. This is a new thing, new generation, new thing, new kind of stuff now. It's not the old way back, back in the uh, 50s. I'll say back, I'll, I won't take it all the way back to the 40s when I was born, late 40s when I was born, but I'll bring it up to the 50s. We had to do something different in order to make it out in the 50s. This new generation starting with the 80s, Starting with the, with the late seventies and and the eighties, it started a new thing. People were doing different ways. There was a different task they had to do in order to make it out. When I was in in my uh, early adult, the biggest giant that we had was being accepted in corporate because we were the new dark skinned people coming in that we, they were all they had the mentality that we were already slaves and stupid. Because, you know, it, that, that's how it was back then. But we still accomplished it. If you go back even further, that when the men, men and our forerunners came out of slavery, and I'll use my own family, when, when my great-granddaddy used to sit in the, in the courtyard in the little town that he lived in, and his, his major job was, was to weigh, weigh the cotton that people... Uh, uh, he was worked in the cotton field. And when they bring the cotton up to uh, get ready to turn it into their masters or whatever he was one of the ones that was doing the weighing but his other little part time thing was he would read he could read my great grandfather was a man that could read and but his father was a man that used to be uh, that used to go out and buy slaves with his masters and then one day he got tired of it and ran away and down in the community and he just grew grew up you know he had favor and so once he started having his children, which uh, is one of his sons, my, grand, my great-grandfather, Moses McLamb, he would sit in the courtyard and read the Bible for those that couldn't read. Just tell them what the Word of God said. That, that's what my mama told me. So I, I, I believe what my mother told me. I believe that. But we, we today that knows different, we have to teach different because the younger people don't know this. They, they, they didn't experience, the only thing they experience now is a computer. And they figure all you got to do is, is everything's at your fingertip. It won't at my fingertip, it won't at Pat's fingertip, it won't at Miss, Ber Miss Bernie's fingertip, my sisters and all of them, that, that they came after the older generation and things were a little bit different. But those of us that lived through segregation, we had to learn it a different way. And the generation now, you all have to uh, face it a different way. It never stopped, but 
Anytime you see those giants in the way, in the way, go back in the Bible and look. They had giants they had to accomplish, they had to kill off, but they only did it by listening to the wisdom of God. I'm going to read it one more time, and then we're going to end this. I I love this uh, part of the lesson. This it says uh, in the Bible. It said, "This is wisdom bestows well being." If you get the wisdom of God, you can kill off any giant. First thing God said, you know, the devil comes like a roaring lion. Keeping all that noise, that loud noise. But he tells us to ignore. Ignore him and he'll flee. That's that's one of the ways to get rid of the giants. All those uh, chatty chat people, uh, I call them haters. The people that want to cancel you and some people we need to cancel ourselves. I heard Judge Judy say this uh, last week. It made me laugh. I'm telling my sister. It it really made me laugh. Uh, She was saying, if you hang around with garbage, you become garbage. If you hang around with garbage, you will become garbage. Think about this. Think about this. You got your whole big bag of, of white potatoes. I'll say white potatoes because we all we all can be familiar with that. And sometimes in the we used to buy those ten pound bags. My mom and daddy had so many children, with fourteen children, and he never bought anything smaller than a ten pound bag of potatoes. And sometimes for one meal, we we may have cooked the whole bag, whole ten pounds at one time. But if they didn't cook them right away, you get one rotten potato in that bag. Eventually, that rotten potato will, will, will rotten get get on to the next one to it, get on to the next one, and the whole bag can become rotten if you don't use it, if you don't throw out that one rotten potato. Those, that could be a giant. That's similar to a giant in our life, you all. If we don't get rid of it, we just keep ignoring it, and we become so familiar, we stay there, we're rotten out, and we'll die. I, one thing that's been on my heart lately and I've been seeing it, I don't know I'm, I'm going off with a different track here for a minute, it was on my heart the other day I'm saying Lord, you know what I'm seeing all the giants in the ministry are giants in our lives they're, they're, they're ending, their lives are ending, but as you end as they're ending, I'm seeing that everybody goes out, not everybody out a lot of them goes out with an illness or something they're leaving this earth because they had a, some type of illness something they didn't take care of they didn't get rid of all you know when we need to go to the doctor or we need to stop eating all that pork fat drinking all those sodas but we keep doing the same old thing because my mama did it why can't i do it why can't i do old people ate right i don't care how you all said they ate some good food and they ate it right we don't eat it now we eat all this other stuff shells and snails and all that other stuff Frog legs and and what is it, crickets and stuff that we're eating now. All the stuff that says in, in in the Bible don't eat, we eat anyway. But but anyway, in order to make it, in order to kill the giants, Proverbs three says, "My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart." And I beseech each and every one today, keep God's word in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. I want peace and prosperity in my life. I, 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 my prayer is, Lord, 
I want to be financially able when I heard a very good speaker this morning. It really encouraged me, and this young lady was able to share her testimony. A lot of us don't share our testimony because God ain't doing nothing for us. We're ashamed of what God has done, of our shame, what we have to go through. We got to go through in order to make it on the other side. That's the only way. When they came out of Egypt, didn't they have to go through something to get to the other side? They had to go through this path. They said it was dry, dry land. Yeah, it was dry land, but it was mounds of water on each side with all the fishes and everything. They had to go through that to get to the dry land. And that's what we're going to have to do, you all. It said, verse 3 said, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Love and faithfulness. It said, write there on a tablet of your heart. Write it on your heart. Love and no matter what the situation you love. God said we may not like them, but we gotta love them. We, we might hate what they're doing, but we got. And eventually, if you love them, the hate's gonna go away. You can't have hate and love in the same heart. But God tells us to love them anyway. Then He said, then you will win favor and a good name. In the sight of God and man. We'll get favor. When we're obedient to God's word. We get favor from him. Verse 5 is what I love. And, I'll, and I, I pray that each every one of you. I'll challenge you to take this challenge. Proverbs 3. Verse 5 and 6. Do a self study on it. And see where you get. He said trust in the Lord. With all your heart. And lean not. On your own understanding. On your own brain. Don't don't try it on yourself. Don't lean on your own understanding. God has the best wisdom. Verse 6. In all your ways. Submit to him. Another version said. Acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. And it says. Another one said. He Acknowledge him. And he will direct. Direct. D-I-R-E-C-T, direct your path. I want God to direct my path. If I'm walking through darkness, I, I got a flashlight. But sometimes that flashlight battery might have run out and you can't see. But the Spirit of God never runs out. He's always light. Always light in our heart. And always will tell us how to do it. But we got to have the ears. If we say we belong to God, we got to have the ears to be able to hear what he's teaching. I want to thank you all for each and every one that actually listened to the lesson.